From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. Alrighty, I am really excited to have with me today in the studio for the Healthy You podcast, and I am Frankie Meyer, Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer for Riverside Health System. We have Kelly McAdam. Kelly is a nurse midwife with Riverside Partners in Women's Health, and we're going to be talking about what to expect during your second trimester. So welcome, Kelly. Thanks. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. All righty. So we're continuing conversations about the trimesters. We've had the first trimester, so we're going to talk about the second trimester. Kelly, briefly tell me about why you decided to pursue a career as a nurse midwife. So I started out my nursing career in labor and delivery. Okay. Um, I, you know, it was one of those rare things that the hospital I applied to, they hired you in as a nurse and then they picked what unit to send you to. And I got sent to labor and delivery, much to my surprise. Right. Um, but after witnessing one birth, I realized, like, this is where I'm meant to be. There are, I think, few times in a person's life that you can really make a difference. And one of those is when someone becomes a mother or watching that family just grow and expand. Um, it's a day that they never forget. Right. And so to be part of that is incredible. Absolutely. Um, I knew very early from my nursing clinical rotations <laughs> that I could not do labor and delivery. Yeah. Um, it is <laughs> such a skilled area. And then, you know, I just appreciate all the work that um, you do in that I space. Know. So I applaud you. Um, I do have two children. And um, so what is the difference between a midwife and an OB? Yeah, between us and yeah, the physicians. Uh, yeah, and the physicians, right. Yeah, so some, that is a very common question right, that I get. Right. So um, our difference is a little bit in the training, for one. Uh, my background is nursing, so I started as a nurse, whereas physicians, they go through medical school. Um, I then went back to school and pursued my master's degree and then my doctorate degree in nursing and then got my certification in midwifery. So we provide care to women from the time that they have onset right. of menstruation all the way through even postpartum. So kind of similar to like nurse practitioners, women's health nurse practitioners. Yeah. We work in that realm, but we also get to do the fun part of delivering babies. So anybody who's having a vaginal delivery in that, we have the ability to care for them. Even if they have some high risk factors in that, we will co-manage them with the physicians together. And the physicians, their specialty kind of comes in for like the surgical side of it. So if a woman needed a C-section, then we kind of pass that care over to the physicians. Okay, that's great information. Um, as a nurse myself, it's so awesome to see nurses being used in expanded roles. Yeah, Absolutely. it is incredible to see. And I think it brings a special background. So like take that nursing background and then apply it into a provider role, just gives it a whole nother perspective of right. it. So and it's a valuable, I think, member to that team. Absolutely. And with all of the shortages, it right. helps to bridge the gap and opens up avenues for additional access to care that's so needed. Right. 
In our previous two episodes in the mini-series on pregnancy, we covered pre-pregnancy in the first trimesters, and we're going to be diving into some important things to consider doing second trimesters. So let's start by defining the second trimester. What is the time frame for the second trimester? So the second trimester is roughly about that 13 week to like the 27th week of pregnancy. So it's kind of in that middle range of them. Okay. What kind of things can a woman expect with their body, um, changes that may occur during that pivotal second trimester time? Yeah. So one of the perks is that life tends to get a little bit better in the trimester, <laughs> in the second trimester. Right. Um, that first trimester can be hard. There tends to be like a lot of that nausea, vomiting, and that fortunately tends to get better into okay. the second trimester. Now, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, that kind of subsides away. Um, some of that breast tenderness and that, that kind of settles down and gets better. Um, a lot of times the fatigue that people suffer in first trimester, that tends to resolve in the second trimester. So you get another kind of burst of energy that comes back. Okay. So some of the things I know uh, for myself and then as I hear women talk about, so the weight gain, you know, typically there's a certain trimester when you see the bulk of that. Um, the quickening, like yeah. that's the first time you, you know, yeah, feel so the those baby tend move to come up. or the flutters, some of those things Absolutely. as well. So the weight gain, you know, there's some weight gain that can happen in that first trimester. Definitely more of it tends to happen into the second trimester and then into that third trimester as well. Um, the second trimester tends to be that time where it, you tend to notice that you're pregnant, right? Right. And other people are going to notice that you're pregnant. Your belly is starting to grow. It's starting to look instead of like maybe I've had an extra donut to right. <laughs> like I'm actually I'm pregnant and I'm growing a baby. So that form changes. You start to notice changes in your posture. So okay. um, the change in the positioning of your lower back kind of happens. Okay. Um, so it just becomes kind of more noticeable. And then, like you said, that quickening, so that feeling the baby move, which tends to be a lot of people's most favorite thing that kind of happens because then you also start to feel like, oh, this is this is happening. Right, like there right. is a baby that is right. in there um, versus only hearing that heart rate when you come to see us at the office. Okay, okay. And then some of the changes with your skin as far as dryness and maybe itching. Are there some things that women can do with some of those things? And then there's, you know, we always want to try to avoid the stretch marks (laughs) and any permanent changes to our bodies. So are there things that they could do? I know one of the things is control your weight, so less stretching. Yep. Um, Yep. So if you have more of like that gradual weight gain or kind of – keep that weight gain within the realm that we usually discuss with you at the beginning of your pregnancy, that can help because rapid weight gain tends to cause worsening of the stretch marks. Sometimes stretch marks happen because of genetics, right? We can do a lot to control outside factors, but sometimes we just unfortunately don't get the good skin genes. Right, (laughs) Right. everybody doesn't get everything, right? Um, But there is a lot of over-the-counter things that are fine. So those real moisturizing lotions, so like cocoa butter. um, There's some different oils that are out there that can be helpful to put on after your shower. And those can help with not only preventing maybe some of those stretch marks from happening, but really are more so geared for comfort. So like that itchiness that goes along, sometimes that dry skin that goes along. You know, the other big thing, to remember in pregnancy that can happen with your skin is it becomes more sensitive to the sun so if you're going out for a beach day you really want to make sure that you're using your sunscreen in pregnancy okay what about the hyperpigmented line that comes 
that comes up your belly. belly. Right. Is that yeah. typically around the second trimester? So yeah, it can, it usually, that's when you're going to start to notice it is in that second trimester and then it can darken throughout the pregnancy okay. and it can actually last for a little bit postpartum too. And it's just caused from those hormones in pregnancy. Okay. Okay. And then as those kind of subside away and that, that will fade. Okay. Over All right. Time. That's, that's, great information and then one of the old wives tales is the heartburn means the baby has a lot of hair um and indigestion is there any truth to that (laughs) so it's tough right because people don't do a lot of good research on those kind of things right right right. there's not great value in it but um definitely i mean i feel like women feel very justified when the when the baby comes out and it has a head full of hair and they're like the heartburn was worth it (laughs) my daughter has great hair now um so but it's hard to say if there's truth to it but definitely pregnancy causes heartburn okay um and some of that is just physiologic so those hormones of pregnancy kind of tell that that sphincter at the top of our stomach to relax um which can allow that acid to kind of come up the other thing is is that you're growing a baby and so your uterus is expanding upward so it's putting pressure on that stomach that's then pushing some of that acid okay that makes sense Absolutely. Okay. Now that we've talked a little about what changes mom can expect to happen to her body, um, let's talk a little bit about fetal development during the second trimester. What is happening during this period? So the cool thing about the second trimester is that really by 13 weeks, a lot of the parts to baby are already formed. The major organ development has all happened. And that, so the second trimester is really kind of a a growing phase of it. So babies um, tend to grow to be about two to three pounds by the end of that um, second trimester. They're roughly anywhere from 13 to 16 inches long by the end of it. You know, they're starting to, their bones are starting to harden. They start to grow their fingernails and their toenails. Um, But they also have a lot of really cool milestone developments that they get in that they start to be able to hear So they can hear mom's voice when mom's talking or when dad or other family members are talking to them. And it's very cool because you can see it after delivery that babies recognize like those sounds and that. Um, And it's also important to remember that it's loud inside your body, (laughs) right? So we get conditioned to think these babies are used to quiet, but think about how loud you're like all of your inside organs are and things like that. And so that's what babies are listening to every day. Um, The other thing that moms will even start to notice is that babies develop a cycle. So like that sleep and awake cycle. Now, you can't sleep train them (laughs) at this age. (laughs) But you'll definitely start to notice that, hey, every morning when I get up and I eat my breakfast, the baby is moving like crazy. But then, right, it's time to eat. And then in the afternoon, they kind of relax and take a little nap. You're making um, me want a baby. <laughs> I love babies, and I love being pregnant. <laughs> awesome. So that's, you know, you don't always think that, but you do hear people say, hey, play music. Yeah. You know, um, really calming and soothing music that they can hear. And right. you're right, they'll say that when the baby comes out, they recognize or those sounds or voices are soothing to them. Right, right. They start to notice all those things. All right. Um 
Are there any other things that you think, um, Kelly, you should highlight as it relates to this time period? I think the second trimester, the other big thing that tends to happen at that time is around that 20-week mark is when we do a really important ultrasound. Um, And that ultrasound looks at everything from head to toe on your baby. It's looking at brain, at the heart, the spine, the kidneys, the stomach, all the parts of baby. Make sure everything has grown and developed appropriately. Everything's kind of where it's supposed to be. And it's also kind of that traditional time where people can find out if they wanted to, if it's a boy or a girl. So it makes it that really exciting time um, for them because they then get to start deciding names and, and all of that. So it's a big ultrasound, sometimes can take up to 30 minutes. Okay. So also can be kind of a lengthier time frame. Um, but that tends to be one of the highlights in the second trimester. So if you can't visualize it, because if you're doing that ultrasound, usually you can tell the sex by visualization. Are there, or is there... Is it pretty much? So on the ultrasound, it's visualization. Okay. Right? Okay. They're, they're actually looking okay. at baby's body parts. Um, some people find out earlier, and that's in that first trimester, we can do genetic testing. Okay. Right. And so sometimes for some people, it's like that confirmation of was that genetic testing correct? Usually it is. <laughs> yes. But yes. there's sometimes people try to hold out hope that maybe <laughs> they're going to finally get that boy right, or girl right. that they've been holding out for. Yes. Um, but yeah, so if they didn't find out with that blood work, then they typically find out at that ultrasound because that's when we can really visualize it well. The technology has really changed. When I was in the baby years and having ultrasounds, it was very grainy. And yeah. now it you actually can see really detailed yeah, features. Yeah, it's very clear. There's even like 3D ultrasounds so they can make it look almost, you can see like wow. the baby's skin formation. So to really see like some of those features of baby and things like that. So ultrasounds have come a very long way. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. (laughs) All righty. By the end of this trimester, remind me again of how big the baby um, is around this time and how long. It can be about two to three pounds at that time. And every baby is a little bit different. Some people have bigger babies. Some people have smaller babies. Um, So it can be a pretty big variance that happens in it. And then they're usually anywhere from 13 to 16 inches long. Okay. So, you know, things have changed so much. Um, if if someone were to go into labor early, mm-hmm. could the baby survive at this point? So, yes. They're, right now, they talk about the age of viability somewhere between that 23 and 24 weeks, meaning that we have the potential to try to resuscitate baby if they were born that age. Um, it is a long journey for them. Right. Luckily, Riverside has a great NICU team yes, yes. to help take care we of them in that. But we do try our best efforts if mom has any sort of concerns or showing signs of this preterm labor to do everything we can to try to minimize that risk okay. um, or to do as much as we can to help give baby the best outcome. All right. Well, we've talked a whole lot. We didn't really talk about, you talked about the major organs so at this and all the the fingernails and everything. So this is a pivotal time for all of those key anatomical things that are going yeah. on in the development phase of pregnancy. Um, all righty. What can a woman expect during this time for their visits? What what do those at their look prenatal like visits? Prenatal visits. Yeah. So the prenatal visits. For one, we are going to talk to you a lot about the different upcoming things in pregnancy. So education kind of helps start you to planning for that labor and delivery experience. So that, you know, is a good time to start scheduling like the childbirth education classes, 
or scheduling your tour at the hospital so you know what to expect when you get there. Um, also, there's the breastfeeding education and that that's a good time for starting to plan those out. Um, we also at your visits are going to measure your belly because a really cool thing is that if we measure from the top of somebody's pubic bone to the top part of their fundus in pregnancy, once they're over 20 weeks, that matches pretty closely to the number of weeks that they are gestation. So if somebody is 35 weeks, if we measured that, it's about 35, um, give or take one or two in either direction of that. Okay. Okay. I, um, I breastfed my, my son, but I didn't my first child. And a lot of it was because generation generationally my mom didn't do it right and I'm gonna tell you it was the easiest most rewarding thing that I ever did I know I didn't have to worry about supply I didn't have to worry about you know getting up and warming bottles making bottles no it was no it made I it tell, so much easier I tell people it can be challenging in the beginning yes. but if you stick with it I always tell people give it two weeks give it your all two weeks right and then it gets so much easier and then you're right right in the middle of the night you just pick that baby up and yes. you're able to latch them on yes. but our lactation consultants at the hospital are fabulous um, and so getting that education prenatally to know like this is normal right. it's okay it doesn't feel normal in the moment but it's going to get better, um, can really be helpful. I would definitely agree. Those first couple of weeks, I, I think I tried <laughs> to give up a thousand times, but um, it got to the point where I craved to do it. And yeah. when, I, when I wasn't able to do it and I had to pump, it was like a, a yearning. So, yeah. Um, and we were so, so bonded. like bond with your yeah, baby. Yeah, so, it was so special. Wow. So great information. Um if someone wanted to reach out, um, you know, this is the second trimester, but obviously, you know, they're planning um, to start having children. How could they contact you um, and the group that you support? So, yeah, so they could give a call to our office, um, Partners in Women's Health. We have four different office locations, soon to be a fifth location that's opening. So we have two that are here in Newport News, and then we have an office up in Gloucester, one in Williamsburg, and we're getting ready to open our office in Grafton. So we have a lot of um, offices to make it convenient and easy to get in for those appointments. So they could just call to schedule. Um, we have lots of people that end up transferring into us because, of course, living in a high military area, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's a lot of people coming and going um, yes. from the area. So definitely we take those transfers in, yes. um, even in the second trimester. Yes, and we deliver a lot of babies. We do. Over at Regional, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's over 3,100 annually. I think it's yes. roughly yes. in so that, in that lot, time frame. Lot, I know a lot of babies. They just recently delivered their 20... 23 baby okay of the okay. year so they're 2023 and yes. it's only september yes yes, <laughs> yes yes well anything else you would like to share with our viewers before we wrap up no i think the biggest thing with the second trimester is i think that's a good time to enjoy pregnancy right like it's kind of that sweet spot like i said from the first trimester things usually are improving you haven't hit that third trimester where right. things start to get a little more Your uncomfortable again. Yes. <laughs> Your belly's growing and that mobility changes. So it's really a good time to kind of like enjoy that glow of pregnancy Absolutely. that people talk about. Absolutely. Um, and then one last thing, as far as exercise, um, because you know you, you want to stay fit, it's challenging. Um, you have all those great cravings, and so you're trying yeah. to stay within the weight parameter. <laughs> what is a good, 
you know, safe program. I know they would have to consult with their physicians. Everybody is different. Right. Um, or their midwife. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, there's lots of great things. So really, if there's something that you have been doing regularly prior to pregnancy, you can absolutely continue doing it in the pregnancy. Okay. Um, I tell people to listen to their bodies. So if something starts to hurt or become uncomfortable, then you need to work with somebody to either modify it or cut that part of the routine out. Um, on the same aspect, if there, if you hadn't had like a regular exercise routine, walking is one of the greatest things that we can do for our health. So just going out and taking a 30 minute walk most days out of the week can really improve and help us to maintain our blood sugars and our blood pressures and our weight. Um, additionally, people find a lot of comfort in doing things like prenatal yoga because it'll help with like that stretching and flexibility that becomes very important also into that third trimester and during labor and delivery. All right, Kelly, that's great information. (laughs) It's been a pleasure having you join us. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.